last day of 2023. And God is still on the throne. And he's been good to me. I'm so grateful to know that he is my Jesus. He's my personal Jesus. He comes and deals with me personally. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm glad to know his name. I hope you are too. Worship with us as we sing about Jesus.
grateful inside this place. How many just want to give all their gratitude to God right now? Lord, you're holy. Lord, you're righteous. Lord, you're omnipotent. You're omnipresent. Lord, God, you've been there since the beginning. Lord, you're going to be there at the end. Lord, God, you stand outside of time. Lord, God, all our problems, Lord, all our situations, you have total control, Lord, and we give you gratitude right now, Lord.
praise. You see, God don't need no money. He owned the cattle on a thousand hills. All the gold and the silver belongs to the Lord. But at least one thing that we can do is that we can praise him. Amen. We can worship him. Amen. God deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. Praise the Lord. Amen. We thank God for allowing us to be able to come to the break of the, the last day of the year, 2023. God has been good, hasn't he? Amen. God has truly been good. So we're going to get ready to go before him this morning in prayer today. And as we go before the Lord in prayer this morning, let's thank our pastors always lift up Brother and Sister Rosen always pray for their health, their strength, their well-being, their protection. Pray that God will keep them renewed and revived. Also, let's remember our missionaries with tears. Also, Brother Michael Washington, pray for him. Global missionaries, North American missionaries. Also, let's pray for Pastor Matthew Drake and his church and his ministry. Pray, man, that God will continue to bless them and continue to add to their church daily. Those that should be saved. Let's remember the nation of Israel. Let's continue to pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Let's pray that somebody today get the Holy Ghost. Somebody today get baptized in Jesus' name. Somebody today get a breakthrough. Amen. We, we all need a breakthrough. We all need to be re renewed and revived. And let's continue to remember those that are sick and those that are shut in. How many of you need something from the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. God knows what your need is. Amen. And I believe that as you raise your hand in faith, I believe that God is already working on your situation. So just accept it and believe it. This altar is open for those that want to come and you want to be prayed with and anointed with oil. And if you have something that you want to be prayed for, prayed for and prayed with in Jesus' name. Come on, let's, let's go before the Lord together for these requests that I just mentioned. Let's thank the Lord. God, we come before you this morning. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. God, we're so thankful for your many blessings upon our lives, God. And God, we know, Lord, that we are only who we are because of you. God, we made it this far because of you. It has nothing to do with us, but it's all about you. And God, we say thank you, Lord, for letting us be here today so that we can worship you, oh God, and give you praise and glory and honor. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. For my pastor this morning. I pray for brother and sister Rosen, God. I pray, God, that you would put angels around them. I pray, God, that you would keep them in all of their ways. I pray that you would keep them with good health. God, touch sister Rosen, God. God, give her a special touch with your healing power. God, and you can heal every sickness and every disease. God, we're standing on your word because your word is all that we can we got. Your word will not return void. Your word won't let us down, God. Oh, God, I pray for the missionaries, brother and sister Tear, Michael Washington, God, the North American missionaries, the global missionaries. Bless them, oh, God. Keep them, oh, Lord. Provide their needs, oh, God. Lord, I pray for Israel. God, I pray for the nation of Israel. God, bless that nation. Lord, I pray for Pastor Drake. God, in his ministry and his family, Lord. Bless them, oh, God. Oh, God, I pray this morning for those that are sick, those that are shut in. Lord God, you saw every need, every hand that went up this morning. God, begin to heal, begin to deliver, begin to make whole, begin to open doors. My God, in Jesus' name, 
we thank you this morning. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, before we're seated, I know Brother Cole mentioned this, but just can we just take just a few more moments as we think about this year, all the goods and bads, but we're still standing. Great is thy faithfulness. So can we just put our hands together one more time? Can we demonstrate our best praise? It may not have went the way you wanted to, but God has been good. He has been faithful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. High five your neighbor and you may be seated. Let them know you're glad to see them here on this last Sunday of the year. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord on the last Sunday of the year. Praise God. Praise God. What a beautiful spirit. What a beautiful atmosphere this morning. The Lord is here, and this is uh, an, an atmosphere where, you know, anything can happen this morning. Everything that we've been praying about, maybe God hasn't answered that prayer yet, but today could be today. So I encourage you not to take today for granted. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'd like to welcome all of our guests here. Can we give all of our guests a round of applause? Thank you so much on behalf of our pastors, Brother and Sister Olson. We are so glad that you are here. We meet and welcome you and so glad that you are here in fellowship with us. Uh, we're so glad to have Pastor uh, Matthew Drake with us uh, this morning from North Carolina. He will be ministering to us here in just a moment. We are so glad that you are, are here this morning. I do have a few announcements to make, but I want to just take a quick pause again. And aren't we glad to see Brother and Sister Olson this morning? Oh, welcome back. And uh, we love when they go out and get some rest, but it's a lot more fun when they come on back. It's always good to have your pastor in the building. Praise God. Uh, just a few uh, announcements. Uh, this afternoon, we'll be having our annual uh, wings cook-off here on property. You probably catch the, uh, the aroma as you walked into the, uh, the foyer here. Listen, we have 400 pounds of chicken wings, not to mention all the sides. I've heard rumors of collard greens and black-eyed peas and pastas and some old salad. We ain't going to mess with that salad stuff. But listen, if you are here today, don't go home without fellowshipping. All of our guests are free, but, you know, it would be a shame. Now, what are you, you going to go home and do? You're going to eat something, right? So why don't you just stay? I implore you to stay in fellowship today. We're going to always, it's always a wonderful time. We have things for the the kids, there's so much food. Anything that we don't eat, I got to drag around. I got to 
deliver and take home, and I don't want to do that. So let's just eat it all up today. <laughs> we drag it all over to pastor's house. Let him take care of it. That'll be this afternoon. We will not be having a 6 p.m. service uh, because we will still be here fellowshipping. But I encourage you to stay. Um, I want to also make mention to um, our Systems and Strategies Conference, which is also in uh, January for all of our home folks. Uh, early registration is still available, and you can do so on the Church of Pentecost uh, app if you have not registered, or if you're a guest and you would like to attend as well. Uh, registration is definitely open. We want as many people to come out uh, and to be a part of that. We have a dynamic, a dynamic lineup. You do not want to miss it. If you're curious about what God has in store for you and how to reach your full potential in the Lord, I encourage you to be a part of this conference. Amen? That's all the announcements that I'm going to make uh, this morning. But if you're curious about future events, I point you back to the Church of Pentecost app for more details. Um, we can go ahead and have our ushers to make their way as we give this morning's offering. Praise God. The psalmist asks in Psalms 116, he says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? So in other words, the psalmist is asking, how can I give back to the Lord for all that he is doing in my life? And not just in my immediate life, but those are in my household as well. All that is connected to me. So as we give this morning, this is our opportunity to give back to the Lord for all of his faithfulness, for all of his goodness in our life. So let's go before the Lord in prayer, shall we? Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to gather in this place this morning. On this last Sunday of the year, Lord God, we thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. You've restored, you've repaired our homes and our families. And this morning, Lord God, we rejoice in your power and we rejoice in your might. You continue to bless our homes and our families, our jobs, our businesses with growth and prosperity this year. We absolutely marvel at your generosity as it continues to overwhelm us and overflow to us. And we agree that everything that we have is a gift from you. You've allowed us to have favor with those that we work with and those that we work for. And this morning, Lord, as we bring our tithes and our offerings to you, Lord, let it be an honest reflection of your goodness and be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. In your precious and holy name we pray, in Jesus' name. Can we put our hands together one more time in honor of the Lord? God bless.
There's a phrase that I thought of when I was thinking about that song and about this next one, about the kind of feeling that we should have. And Paul said in one place, he said, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. Another version calls it an indescribable gift. When you think about what God has done for us, the, the stripes that he wore, the death that he suffered, the cruelest kind of death sentence that has ever been devised, but he did it because he loves you and he loves me. And he knew it was the only way to atone for the sin that we find ourselves in so often. But God, if you never did another thing for me, you've already done so much. And it's not that I don't think him capable of of doing things, and I know he can, but I know how unworthy I am. And yet, he loves us. God is so good.
Thank you, Lord. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord today. So glad that you are here. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, if you are a first-time guest today, you probably don't know that we're remodeling, but that's what we're doing. And uh, uh, the platform is the first to deal with, and uh, we just uh, appreciate uh, the fact of all those that have been working so hard. Amen, Brother Randy Perkins and uh, Brother Tommy uh, Fegler has been working. Amen, I'm going to get in trouble. Brother Tim Monteith, I know, has been working. I know several others have been working. Amen, Sister Kenny, you'll let me know. Everybody that's been moving and doing all this stuff, this really looks wonderful. Thank you. Amen, we're in the process. We're going to get new carpet, new chairs in here. So anyway, we're excited about all of that. I want to say a little something to our guests. It's so good to have our guests here today with us. Amen? I want to say the fact that uh, when the, the slide was up there, that uh, there were some, num some numbers. Amen? Those numbers have to do with our uh, people in our church, and they are, those are suggested donations. does not mean that anybody that does not uh, is able to pay, uh, has to pay, no. Amen. We want everybody to eat. And so our guests are always free. They're always free. Amen. And they're always getting in front of the line. Amen. And so if you've got guests here today, you make sure that they get in front of the line. And the way you do that is you take them to the front of the line and then stay with them in the front of the line. So that's a, a plus for when you have invited people to the house of God. But we're going to have a great time. Wings cook off. You, you do not want to miss this. Please stay and, and, and eat. Uh, we want you, guests, uh, members, whoever, we want you to stay and be with us today because uh, we are going to have a great time of fellowship, and the food is going to be great. And uh, just watch out for the hot wings. Amen. Amen. So good to have our uh, son in the Lord, amen. Uh, you know, it's such, Brother Drake has uh, uh, been a joy uh, since he's joined our church way back when and from the Navy, and, and now the Lord has got him pastoring the church in Richland, North Carolina, and uh, we're just so happy to have him today with us, amen. We are excited uh, about what God is doing in his life. And uh, I, I promise you, you will enjoy what God has prepared through him today. And so we want him to come and uh, just give us and deliver to us what the Lord has given us today, Brother Matthew Drake. Praise the Lord, everybody. I do need some clarification before the service is over. I need to find out if that $25 per family is based on the number of wings that you eat. Or can somebody what eats the amount of a family still pay the seven? Is that all right? Because uh, I stepped outside to retrieve something from my Jeep. And I got a, a waif, 
of what was coming from over there. And I have to tell you, I am removing about two pages of notes because I'm trying to get over there to eat some wings. Hey, stop that timer. Hold on. Why You're not supposed to start the timer until I start preaching. You do it different here? Is it the minute? Sister Olson, I'm in trouble. Because I, I talk a lot before I preach, and then I preach, and then I talk a little bit more. But the, only the center part is my time. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Sound man. I appreciate it. You got to take care of your sound men because then they take care of you. I want to give honor I said I wasn't going to do this, Tim. Pastor Coles. Um, I want to give honor to pastor, pastors, founding pastor Rick Olson and first lady pastor Alexa Olson. Um, Time won't permit, nor will my emotions allow me to really go too far in telling you what these folk mean to me. Um, This is my first pastor. And let me just say this, and I know probably every visitor always says this. I am part of Church of Pentecost, so I can say this without any whatever. But if, if I lived within 75 to 100 miles of this building right here, there is nowhere else that I would go to church. Nowhere else. There's nobody else. I can't think of one soul in 904 that I would trust my eternity for myself or my family than this man and his wife. I had a message all prepared to preach And I think it was more just about fun, and I decided to follow the will of God this morning. I was going to preach the mistakes that I've made, and I was going to share with you some stories, but then I thought, man, these folk won't come up here and get the Holy Ghost if I talk about this misfit, what stands before you. If I shared the times where Pastor Olson walked over, it's in the old building, but he walked over to this side of the church I was worshiping, man, church was so on fire. On a Sunday night, Brother Cole, Tim Cole, we would be in the second row where these young men are, and there was pews at that time, and we would jump over the pews, and I saw Brother Christian here somewhere. Brother Christian, I remember back then, you would run along the top of the pew. You would jump up on, I never seen nobody do some, there was some apostolic calisthenics in here. It was insane, man, it was like people just... Going at it. And um, I, was, I was getting my praise on, man. I was getting a blessing. And, and I came over here and I was worshiping. And, and, and uh, Pastor Olson came. And the, it was the steps down, you remember. And so he was on, like, the second step. And I was down on the floor. And he was looking me in my eye. And because um, I'm just a tall galoot. And so... He said, oh, Brother Drake, you're getting such a blessing, aren't you? I was like, yes, sir, I sure am. He said, you imagine the blessing you would get if you took that earring out your ear? <laughs> Gospel truth, Sister Olson. I started running the aisles. 
And the church was a little bit smaller than this. So I felt like I was getting kind of bunched up a little bit. And somehow I found myself out in the foyer running the halls through the fellowship. The door used to go to the, I don't know how it is now, but it used to go into the back. So I ran through the fellowship hall and then back down. And I woke up about 15 minutes later, laying on, the bathrooms used to be over there in that room, in that building. And Brother Cole, Tim Cole, and Larry Swink were standing over top of me laughing. I was sprawled out on the floor. I guess I was next in between the ladies' bathroom and the men's bathroom or something. Some mistakes that I made. But I'll say this, one of them was not coming to Church of Pentecost. God called me to preach just a few years later, and as Pastor announced, I pastor a a church that we started in Richlands, North Carolina. And I want to say this also, that that none of that would have happened had it not been for your amazing Pastor Cole was a lay minister on the ship that I was on and he kind of got all the brother together we baptized 70 people on that deployment in Jesus name in the Jordan I was, um, I was really struggling because I, I didn't grow up in this. Sister Olson, I've been arrested 12 times and I've been in jail six. How they even let me hold a microphone this morning. But um, Brother Cole, he was so patient with me. He was so kind. I wanted the Holy Ghost so bad. And I had one brother... He was like, man, you got to get the Holy Ghost. You don't get the Holy Ghost, you go in hell. I was like, I want the Holy Ghost. Man, I want the Holy Ghost. Like he was going to beat it into me. And Brother Cole would just come over and he'd put his arm around me. Oh, Brother Drake, it's okay. You won't get the Holy Ghost. Just hold on to Jesus. It's all right. You won't get the Holy Ghost, Brother Drake. Just keep worshiping the Lord. And he was a supply chief and... He opened up a little room, I think it was maybe in the fantail or somewhere, just all boxes. And I, I kneeled down on the grate in that room, and um, he prayed me through to the Holy Ghost 30, probably two years ago. I'm so grateful for the Coles and the Olsons and the amazing saints of the Church of Pentecost. It's the best thing going, man, I'm telling you. Well, let's, let's get to work. I, I didn't come here to impress you. I didn't come here to make any friends. I don't want to be offensive in any way. I promise that's not my MO, uh, but I preach what God gives me. I don't want to be popular here. I want to be popular amongst the enemy's camp. I, I want the devil to know who I am. You... That's great. You come up and say, oh, Brother Drake, man, good to see you. Great. That's cool. But somewhere on this side of eternity, I want the devil to shake when I walk into a room. I want the devil to say, uh-oh, something about to happen. All hell help us. Heaven's about to break out in this place. And so this morning, that's what I've come to do is to wreak havoc on the kingdom of Satan today. If you'll stand with me, I won't go to the word of the Lord. I'll tell you a quick joke. 
Uh, I heard there's a few firefighters here. Is there is anybody here this morning that serves as a volunteer or a paid firefighter? Okay, good, because I don't want to offend nobody. Firefighters are tough people. Uh, I, 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 I serve as a, a volunteer up there, but this group of firefighters, Sister Olson, they, they, there was a, a fire in a three- or four-story building, and this guy was up on the top. And they held a blanket down on the bottom and they said, hey, jump, we'll catch you. He said, man, I don't know you. I don't know any of you. Put the blanket on the ground and then I'll jump. I know you don't know me this morning. And I'm going to ask you to jump a little bit. I'm going to ask you just to trust me. I'm not going to put the blanket on the ground. I want you to jump with some faith this morning that God's going to do something. How about it? Is somebody going to preach with me today? All right, you can start. Yeah, you, you already got this. All right, let's, let's get into the word. The Bible says, Exodus, if you would, chapter 3, verse number 1. I know I am the only thing between you and some hot wings, so we're going to get this thing going, and, and, and we're going to start off and get it, and, and, and let's just see what God's up to this morning. Amen? Exodus chapter 3, verse number 1. The Bible says, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. The priest of Midian, he led the flock to the backside of the desert. He came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire. Everybody say fire. In a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Now, this is one of my favorite Bible verses right here. Imagine, if you would, you walking along, maybe you in the desert, you in the woods, maybe you in your backyard, and you, and you see a bush that's on fire. But the way he describes this, he said the bush burned with fire, but it won't consumed. Now, I don't know about you, but I expect something when it's on fire to burn up. I expect to see ashes. I expect to see charred stuff. But this bush is burning with fire, but it's not consumed. And the funniest thing that's said next, uh, it just gets me. I find the funny things in the Bible. This said, and Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. He walking along, he said, huh, that thing is burning, but it ain't burnt up. He said, well, I will turn aside. I'm going to try to figure this thing out. And it's at that moment when he turned aside, the Bible says, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. And he said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. He said, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from thy feet. For the place where thou, on thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father. I am the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look on God. Now, this word fire right here is not the reference of a cute, quaint little uh, 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 fire you'd start in the backyard to roast some marshmallows. It's not a nice little warm glow of a fire. That's not scripturally in context. This word fire is referenced here today is referencing an out-of-control fire. It is a conflagration in briars or fields or wood that endangers or destroys crops or vast fields and forests. The, the Greek word is esh. 
meaning quite literally blazing. So when we read about the man of God walking through the woods or the desert, if you will, and he turns aside, he's not turning aside for a little glow, but he's seeing something that is burning out of control. Blazing, if you will. I'm going to preach for just a few moments this morning, subject simply entitled, Catch on Fire. Won't you raise your hand for just a moment of time. Lord Jesus, we believe you to take your liberty in this place. Holy Ghost liberty, I pray in this building. Touch every soul, every individual. God, I pray every life in this building be affected. God, just as fire affects us in the natural, I pray, Holy Ghost, uh, that the fire that would fall on this place uh, would affect us in the spiritual. God, I pray change us today. Motivate us. Move on us, God according to your purpose, according to your grace and your mercy. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray today. Somebody say amen. High five your neighbor this morning as you're seated just now. Now, let, 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 me, let me do something real quick. This is what I always do at home. And, and anytime I preach out, Pastor, it works. There's always an awkward silence when a preacher takes a drink. You ever notice that? Everybody like... And then y'all get thirsty. It's just awkward. So what I, I taught my church to do is that when I go to take a drink, we just do a praise break. So when I take a drink, you just clap your hands under the Lord. Let's try it real quick. I mean, that's okay, but let's try it again. Let's, let's, you really got to do it, all right? Let's do it. Very good. Very good. All right. I'm going to set that right there lest I spill it. Careful study of the scripture reveals that there, there's three, uh, easily three baptisms in the Bible. There's a baptism by water. We preach that every which way come to Sunday. There's a baptism in the spirit, and we talk about the Holy Ghost every time, all the time. And the third is this baptism of fire. Jesus said you can't enter or see the kingdom of God unless you are born again of the water and of the spirit. And, and man, we celebrate. Somebody going to get baptized, we celebrate. Somebody gets filled with the Holy Ghost, we celebrate. That's called being born again. Jesus said you can't enter or see the kingdom of heaven until you are born again, born again of the water and of the spirit. St. Peter further explained this. When he commanded the New Testament church, he said in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized every in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's, that's almost a Pentecostal candy stick. Every apostolic, we preach Acts 2.38, and some folks say, that's all you know. No, I, I, hey, we know a whole lot more than just that. But the Scripture says in these two baptisms, water is uh, a baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and spirit is a baptism where we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's, it's further evidenced, if you will, study Acts 8, 10, uh, 19, um, these different baptisms. The third baptism referenced is a fire baptism. John uh, the Baptist said in Matthew 3 and 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me, 
is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This word fire here in the Greek is pur, which means to purify. It transforms. It, 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 everything what touches it gets changed. Everything that touches it gets transformed into light and likeness with itself. God's spirit, like a holy fire, enlightens and purifies so that believers can uh, share more and more in his likeness. Indeed, the fire of God brings the uninterrupted privilege of being transformed. Let me say that this way. It is a privilege to be changed by God. You say, what? I'm talking about there are a million plus folks in Duval County. And not all of them getting to be transformed this morning. Come on, somebody. We're not exclusive. Everybody can have this truth. But, honey, you've got it. You're here this morning. You get an opportunity. It's an opportunity to be changed. The Bible references fire 549 different times. Many different ways God presented himself in Exodus to mankind like fire. It was punishment from heaven uh, on Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis. It was uh, how an offering was made to Jehovah in Leviticus. It was a way what God would show judgment to sinners in book of number, uh, in Numbers uh, in describing God in Revelation and what hell is like. In Revelation, somebody said, uh, uh, Scripture, Bible tells us many are called, but a few are chosen. And one man said, many are thawed, but a few still frozen. But that's not us. Please, somebody, let it be said of you that you were all over the place in your worship. Please let it be said that you're not cold and clammy and dead and dried up. But let somebody say, that man right there, that lady right there, she's on fire. We need to recognize this morning that we are the blood-bought saints of the one true God. I, I, I'm not of the persuasion that we are the Pentecostal elite. I, I, I don't believe this morning that we are the only ones. Uh, cut my teeth in the UPC, First Church, Pastor Olson, Church of Pentecost. A United Pentecostal Church. And, but when we were deployed, Brother Cole, there was all of us, just anybody. Now, I, I didn't have any sense. I was going to preach the mistakes I made, and I was going to tell you about how I could call some names right now. And, and Brother Cole, I won't call the names so I can just speak candidly. But there was about four or five of the brothers that went to that other church they started spitting a bunch of nonsense that wasn't in the Bible. And I don't mean to be offensive this morning, Sister Olson, but it, it, it got in my crawl, like they say in North Carolina. I got mad. Well, you know, I came to the church. I was a fighter. Brother Cole walked by me many a times. I was fighting out in the, in the, uh, in the um, hangar base. That's what I did. I loved to fight before I got in church. 
And, and so God didn't take the fight out of me. He just kind of changed it a little bit and moved it in a different direction. But, Brother Christian, when, when these, these guys were supposed to be preachers and they were telling me stuff weren't in the Bible, hey, man, I don't know who you think you are. <laughs> hey, I told this, I can't say his name. I can't say it. But I'm going to tell you after church. Come see me after church, Brother Cole. I, I still want to say it. <laughs> There's about three or four of them, man. They would come to me, Sister Olson, and, well, you know, it just doesn't matter how you get baptized. Oh, sh- okay, show me that in the Bible because I was brand new. I wanted to know. Show me that. And I was so on fire, Pastor Olson, that when they would tell me something that wasn't in the Scripture, I said, don't lie to me ever again. Don't lie to me. I ain't going to lie to you, but don't you lie to me. And I wanted to... Th- Moving on. Do you know the Daigles? Brother and sister Daigle. Dub Daigle was the first district superintendent of North Carolina. He was with me when I started Richlands UPC. Sister Daigle had a way of getting me back in my notes. And I miss her so much. She'd say, when I get off my notes and get on one of them tangents where you know, you know because you've been with your man long enough. Oh, Jesus soon as she'd say, oh, Jesus, I'd be like, Lord Jesus. and He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. His name is Jesus. Get back on your notes, son. But can I tell you this morning, he's the redeemer. Come on, somebody. He's the rock of my salvation. What is his name? It's Jesus. He's the creator and the king. He's the shepherd. He's my salvation and my savior. And his name is Jesus. He's the great I am. He is the first. He's the last. He's the only one in between. And his name is Jesus. And honey, when you recognize we got to catch on fire, you'll see it. You won't need nobody to argue Bible with you. You'll say, my God, in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the Come on, somebody. You'll see it in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. And you'll go to the back of the book and you'll see that it's still the same he's Jehovah Jireh he's Jehovah Nisi he's Jehovah Shalom he's Jehovah Rapha he's all of that he's my provider he's my banner he's my shepherd he is my peace he always was He always is and he always will be unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised and he brought healing. He was pierced, but he eased pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He's goodness, kindness, gentleness, and he's God all at the same time. Folk what struggle with God and knowing who he is. Is because we don't speak God language. God language is holiness. Ours is carnality. 
God holiness language will tell you no problem. You'll understand who he is. But see, we try to look at it through a finite mind. We try to restrict God to a space and a time and a continuum. We try to say God is just this box because that's what I am as a human and I understand as a human. I can't be my own daddy. I can't be my own son. I'm a father and I am a son, but I can't be my own. And see, when we hear that God is, was, and to be and is to come and all of that we get confused sometimes we we don't understand sometimes but honey when we get to the point where we're so on fire from God I take your word at face value God whatever your word says that's what I'll do when we get caught on fire so much we don't have a problem understanding who he is when we catch on fire we'll be in the mall Sister Olson we'll see the lost hollow souls so many times in and out of the church folks struggle with depression and anxiety and stress and all that stuff. We don't focus a whole lot in the church about mental health and, and, and emotional health we have a hard time some folks huh? Talking about physical health, but, man, we do real good in Pentecost about spiritual. But it's out there and it's in here. The struggle, as they say, is real. And, and, and so what we need to do is find out when fire come in contact with something, it burn out impurities. The best gold, what you can get, is because it's been through some fire. And it gets changed, and, and it's not what it started out. And the impurities are no longer there. And see, sometimes we struggle with that. Pastor get up and he'll be teaching on holiness. I don't know if I got to do all that. When does that become part of our vocabulary? I don't know if I got to do all that. How about we get to heaven, find out you ain't had to do all that, but good job anyhow. I sure enough rather get to heaven and find out I did a few things I didn't have to than get to the gates and God say, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. I don't want God to say that. I want him to tell me, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to get there and him say, come on in, son. I know you. You knew my voice. You recognized me. You saw my spirit. You heard my voice and my word. You did it because you saw it. <laughs> When you get on fire, you're going to be perplexed, but you won't be despaired. You, you, you be put down, but you ain't going to be down. I tell folk all the time, I've said this for a long time, but I mean it more than ever before. I don't care what you say about me. I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I absolutely care what you say about me. I absolutely care. But you know, folk just going to talk anyway. <laughs> when I first got to this church... I remember Mark Doherty, rest his soul, and Robert Mitchell. These two, man, they were wild out boys back in the day. Early 90s. Y'all, does anybody know any of them folk? Huh? What you, I'm about to talk about you. You know what, how you snuck in? You up in North Carolina, ain't you? You followed me down here? You know I was coming here or you just was coming? 
if you want to come look at my notes, it's in here. They said about me, can't be he don't know no better. They are part of the original Wild Out crew. And they used to say, him and Mark Doyle, I remember I walked up and, and I was cutting up doing something Drake-ish. And they just say, he don't know no better. I, when I first got, I got to move quickly, I know. When I, when I first got to Church of Pentecost, Pastor, we, we were in the military and, and you taught us, I always want to call you Bishop Cole, I'm sorry. I don't know, it's Bishop Olson. But Brother Cole, you taught us to, to, to give each other a hug. That was kind of different, 5,000 men, and we going around hugging each other. But I, I got used to it, so I started hugging. I'm like, all right, bet. And, I, and then the, and somebody read that one, greet your brother with a holy hug and kiss. I said, you go, uh-uh. <laughs> go ahead, try to kiss me, see what happens. You're going to find hands. But I got back to Church of Pentecost. So we had no women in, in our Navy, you know what I mean? There was a couple, but they weren't on no war-going war ships, you know, war-going vessels, Sister Olsen. When I got back to Church of Pentecost, y'all had the most beautiful women I ever seen in the world. And so I thought, well, I ain't hugging none of these men, Brother Christian. <laughs> hey. So I went around, and I hugged all the women of the church. And <laughs> Pastor, I picked up one. It was Sister um, uh, uh, Pearl, uh, 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 Emil and... Renee Pearl, I picked up Sister Pearl, I spun her around like we was on Snow White or something, you know, and, 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 and uh, didn't nobody know how to handle me, they didn't know, what, I was wilding out, you know, I was crazy, can't be, he don't know no better, and so uh, I was hugging her, and so Sister uh, Pearl came to me, she said, oh, Brother Drake, we love you at Church of Pentecost, we love your enthusiasm, thank you, I love you, well, but um, what, what I wanted to to say was, have you noticed any of the other men hugging on the women? I said, you know, come think of it. What's wrong with these men? I mean, you know, I'm just, what's wrong? She said, we just, we just, we just, um, we, we shake hands. I said, oh, okay. I mean, um, Brother Mitchell, I ain't know no better. I was so on fire for God. I, I didn't know the, the propers. Pastor Olson, I was telling you, he said, Brother Jake, you take that earring out your ear. I, I'm not preaching on anything. I'm just talking right now. We're not preaching, right? We're just talking. But I ain't know no better. I was listening to rap music, and um, when I... When I first walked into the church, I walked, I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm too old. But I used to have a step. I walked in, a, I had a beret. I was wearing rayon and silk. And man, I walked with a little bit of, I can't even do it no more. It's the cowboy boots. And um, I had a, a, a cane and a beret. And I had a gold tooth when I first, I was like, yo, what's up? And and then Pentecost, Church of Pentecost, and Pastor Olson and, and Sister Olson and their infinite patience. My God. I don't, know how you, I don't know how you pick up something that's on fire and don't have no direction and, and put it in the right. Because fire is good when it's in the right place. 
Now, I've been a firefighter for a hot minute, and I'm telling you what, I've seen a lot of destruction and a lot of loss. Fire in the wrong direction is, but, but y'all had such, such patience with me, and, and let's get back in the notes. But um, let me say this. When, when you catch on fire for God, folk going to say things like, who, who is that? They don't look like they used to. See, because when, when, when fire comes in contact, it changes the appearance of things. They, they used to be on drugs. Now they're carrying a Bible around with them all the time. Brother Cole, that, my favorite, I wore about two or three of them little ones that would go in your pocket out. I was always in trouble. And, and so, because I was always in trouble, they put me on the worst watches in the middle of the night. I'll read that Bible all night long. And um, they, if you catch on fire, folk going to say, well, they used to cuss all the time. Now, now they're talking about God all the time. And they used to be in fights all the time. Now it look like they're happy. And they used to go to the clubs and wild out all the time. And now they at church all the time. I'll never forget uh, a brother named Greg and, and uh, Dan Tweedy. Uh, we were walking back at Mayport, back to the ship. It was about 1 o'clock. In fact, it was 32 years ago tonight. Tonight, New Year's Eve, you had a revival. I don't remember his first name, but it was a brother pew. And you had a revival here. It was the first time I came to this church. I just remembered that. Tonight. And I was walking back, and it, man, I don't know how late we stayed, but y'all didn't care about no watches. Now everybody got it on the, the sound man going to let you know when you're done preaching. But used to be, <laughs> it'd be midnight, man. These kids would still roll up on the floor, speaking in tongues and shouting and knocking stuff around. And, and I was coming back in. I don't know, it must have been 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, one of them revival nights. And Dan Tweedy and Greg, I don't remember Greg's last name, but <laughs> Greg yells out, yo, there go Drake, he a sellout. I said, what? See, I had the Holy Ghost, but I said, what? We were both walking back at an angle. He said, yeah, you sold out, man. I said, where y'all been? They said the club. Went to the Big Apple or Apple or something. And I said, um, I'm not a sellout. I'm the same dude I used to be. I said, I'm just going to a different club, and I'm dancing different than I used to. I said, how about you a sellout, man? How about you don't go with me? When you catch on fire, I'll put this in the notes for you. You'll stop eating the preacher up while you're sitting at the dinner table, and you'll start inviting him over for dinner. Okay, I'll move on, but no, I'll stay right there for a minute. You'll stop talking about your sister while she's not around. And you start lifting her up and start talking to her. Okay, okay, okay. It was an ancient belief that if somebody saw God, that they would die. In that verse 6, Moses was afraid to look on his face. But I'm here to declare to somebody, there ain't no reason to be afraid to catch on fire today. What do you got to lose? I'll give you a 90-day challenge. Everybody like these challenges. How about this one? 
90-day challenge, first three months of the year. You come every time the church doors open. You come to prayer meetings. You fast. You worship God. You read your Bible. 90 days. What you got to lose? Because in 90 days, if you'll do that, I'm telling you, what this man tells you behind this pulpit, what those men say behind this pulpit, what this lady of God say behind this pulpit, you will know absolutely that's the truth. And you will say, okay, all right, here it is. 90 days. Jacob said, I've seen God face to face. My life is preserved. Somebody need to get in the presence of God. I'm going to come to a close. I got pages more, but I want, I, want, I want to say this. If you will catch on fire, what you will recognize is that he is your redeemer. I'm talking about from the worst scenario, the darkest of nights. I share with, with folk. And, and, and I try not to talk too much about my personal life. I try to talk more about God. But sometimes they intermingle so much. And I got to tell you some of the things what God carried me through. Last year, Sister Olson, I lost my moms, my dad, my best friend, and my dog in three months. And I went through this dark cloud. And God said, uh-uh, baby. I ain't save you. To let you go through this alone. Brother Cole and I were talking about some of the old brothers from, from back in the 90s. And, and we were naming off names. And I would tell him about stand with me. I would tell him about one. And I say, yeah, they're not in church no more. And he would tell me about one. And he would say, yeah, that brother's not in church right now. And I thought, Pastor Olson, why... Why did he let me? I mean, I'm, I'm literally here 32 years later. I'm, I, and my mother-in-law used to get so upset at me because I would say I'm just this dumb kid from New York. And she said, you're, not, you're one of the smartest people I know. I said, you're one of the smart people. But I always ask them, why am I still here? And it dawned on me, Brother Cole, I know the answer. Because I got on fire so hot when I got into this that it burned out some paths that I can't find my way back to that way. God created something new because out of a fire, if you ever watched a burnt over field, there's going to be new life. And what happened for me, and look, all I can tell you is about myself. But if God would do it for me, I'm looking at some of y'all and I'm thinking, man, they, they so sharp. They, they so good looking. They got things together. They, 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 they got it. They got it. I came in here, man, I was a bum. And God, God pulled me up. And I'm looking at you like you already 10 steps ahead of where I was when I walked in here. And if he'll do that for me. See, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to come up and give God praise. God burnt all that nasty. And I'm not here to tell you I'm perfect. Honey, you walk around, follow me, you're going to know I'm going to mess up. 
But I think I got the attention of the Almighty in here. I said, Brother Monteith, I said, if it's in here, I don't care what nobody else doing. If I can find it in this book, I'm going to do it. If you said be baptized in Jesus' name, I'm running. I'll never forget Dwayne Lewis told me, Brother Drake, it's 16 degrees outside. We were in Marseille, France. The, the only water that we could get to in time, it was 6 o'clock at night. It was dark. He said the only way we're going to get you baptized is down in that nasty, scummy water next to the ship. I said, come on, let's get in it. I'm not getting on that ship and going back across that pond and uh, 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 not baptized. He, said, he got down in the water. He was freezing. Of course, he was so short. It just, it was, he was all like this. He, come on, brother, Drake, get in the water. And I was like, nah, I ain't getting in. It's too cold. He said, you won't get in it. But it was in the book. And when it was time for you to pray me through to the Holy Ghost, I was, I'm not bragging on myself. Please don't hear it like that. But I was so hungry, I wanted God. I said, God, I got to have the Holy Ghost. I must be born again. I got to get born again. I don't understand it. I can't explain it. I don't know what it means. But the Bible says you must be born again. The Bible showed that they spoke in tongues. I knew I hadn't spoken tongues, Brother Cole. I said, I got to get the Holy Ghost. You said, stop worrying about tongues. Just worship God. Stop worrying about what everybody else is saying. Just worship God. And when God gives you the utterance, you'll start speaking in tongues. And as this thing unfolded, I found out that holiness was something God was requiring of me. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what it smelled like. I didn't know how to do it. But I said, just show me. As I close this morning, in Duval County, there's 1,034,957 reasons for you to catch on fire. Duval County alone. In St. John's County, there's 298,442 reasons for you to catch on fire. In Clay County, there's 226,589 reasons. Stop being selfish. Catch on fire so somebody else can get some. That's 1,559,998 reasons. You ought to be so red hot full of the Holy Ghost so others around you can catch on fire. There's people in the sound of my voice this morning, saints and first-time visitors alike. Somebody needs to get one step closer. See, if you understand something about fire, the further you are away from it, the colder you are. Now, I wanted to try it out. pastor had these altars put in here. These are not to sit on. They look cool. And they'll make for a good seat because it, it, it almost perfect level for your knees. 
we say in, in the Pentecostal world, these altars are open. And everybody look for a door. What, what you talking about? These altars are open. What is open? But I like that we use the word altar. And here's why. Because in the Old Testament, the first thing what the priest would come to was a brazen altar. It was where the fire of God consumed the sacrifice. If the priest did not offer the sacrifice, then everything else didn't matter. The altar was the first and foremost thing to reconciling sin with an almighty God. And so this morning I want to say there's a fire and somebody need to catch on fire and you can do that at an altar of God this morning. Now, you may not understand. That's okay. I walked up to an altar on that ship where you had services. I walked in. There was about 13 or 15 men in there, and they were worshiping. I didn't understand what they were doing. I didn't know why people were throwing their hands in there. I didn't know why people were saying hallelujah. All I knew is when I walked in that room, I felt something hot. I felt something that I'd never experienced before. I came in contact with a real God. I said I want some of that whatever it is brother Cole I almost ran down to the front I began to cry I began to sob I began to throw my hands in the air I didn't understand it and you may not understand it this morning but there is a changing fire for you sir there's something in this building that will change you ma'am but you got to come to an altar this morning. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Find your way to an altar this morning and let the fire of God change you. Throw your hands in the air. Repent of your sins. Let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Get baptized in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. It's worth it. in this building that's never been filled with the Holy Ghost if you're here this morning the Bible says that tongues are a sign for the unbeliever if you never spoke in tongues not here to offend but I'm here to clarify the Bible says that they heard them speak with tongues that's how they knew they got the Holy Ghost and I'm not taking away from any experience you've got already with God 
I want to show you where it goes to the next level, if you will, in being born again. If you've never spoken tongues, if you've never received the Holy Ghost, why don't you come down right here? If you want the Holy Ghost this morning, I think God wants to fill somebody. Come on, don't hesitate. Come right down to this front. We got ministry here. Somebody going to pray you through to the Holy Ghost. I got faith that if you came to this building this morning without the Spirit of God, you're going to catch on fire and leave full up of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, hurry, 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 hurry. There's somebody. This young lady right here. All right, come on. Ministry. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Somebody, God wants to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. Venezuela, Cuba, they're from Cuba this morning, they want the Holy Ghost, how many knows God brought them here for a time such as this, in the name of Jesus, I told them the only Spanish I know, in nombre de Jesucristo, receive our spirit of santos, hallelujah, hallelujah, come on church, stretch your hands toward this family, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
you.